Shots fired. You probably know that already. Um, how's it going? How's your day? It's Wednesday today. I think I'm going to upload this right away, so it should be still Wednesday. Hope you're having a great hump day. Um, I'm going to give you today a bit of a Europe trip kind of update um, recap, I guess, as well as just some like life recap update things. Um, yeah. That's kind of on the agenda. First update I have for you is my back. I've kind of fucked it a little bit um, before the Europe trip, which kind of like relates into the trip. So I was doing, actually I had a massage and I was feeling pretty good. I wasn't feeling too bad. Had a massage for like two hours and then I had a sauna after. And the guy I go to for massage was like, you know, just take it easy. You're probably going to be pretty sore tomorrow. Just really take it easy, see how you feel in the Arvo, maybe if you want to do something like then. And I woke up and chose pain and went to the gym and did some deadlifts. And we we're like three, I was three sets in doing um, high volume. So I think it was like six, six reps of six, six sets of six reps or something. Um, and halfway through, so in the third set, I was just like, mm, now it just feels like a bit off. Didn't feel quite right. Nothing really happened. Um, but I was just like, I'm just going to stop here and have a little stretch out and take it easy, which thank God I did. Um, and then the next day I was so sore. My back was so sore. I couldn't like bend at all. Couldn't really move. So I took it easy for a few days. was doing like saunas and stuff. And then like three days after that, I was feeling pretty good again. So I decided to try again and it felt fine during the workout, had a sauna after, felt all good, and then again the next day it was pretty shitty. So, But this was like, I think it was like five days or so before I was going, maybe a week before I was going, and I just had like such a busy week and I didn't, like I you can't get into anyone that quick anyway, so I was just like, oh, you know what, I'll just, it's probably just like tweaked, it's probably just sore when I get back. Like after having a couple of weeks overseas, it'll be fine. I'll just get back into training then. So that was the plan. Um, and then while I was over there, like I wasn't training over there. I did a run, but that's about it. Um, so I wasn't like bending or anything really. wasn't really feeling it. Um, it was a bit stiff on the flight over, but nothing too. Like I've had worse flights. And then on the way back, it was still kind of sore. And I was like, mm this isn't a good sign like I thought two weeks of complete rest would do it but it wasn't it didn't feel like significantly better than the flight over in fact I think it even felt a bit worse than the flight over so I got back trained a few times like light subbing some exercises but just doing like super light deadlift super light squat like I'm talking 20% of my max or something like that um but it just still was just not something wasn't right so I booked in to see this osteo that like five different people recommended in Noosa who like don't know each other. So I was like, mm, she's got to be good if this many people are recommending her. Um, so I went and saw her yesterday and she thinks that I've just like, it's disc related, but she doesn't think it, it's too bad. It's just because it doesn't get like much blood flow there at all. It takes a lot longer to heal than say like a pulled muscle would. 
So she's doing some adjusting. She did some acupuncture, did a bit of massage, and she's she doesn't think it'll take too long to fix up. But at the moment, I'm just running. Um, that's about the only thing that gives me no pain at all, running and cycling. So I'm doing a lot of that. So I'm a cardio girly now. Um, I can't do anything off the ground, can't squat yet, um, can't – I can do upper body but like nothing too heavy pushed overhead that will like compress a lot. Um, so that pretty much really limits what I can do. So I'm just doing my cardio stuff. I'll do a bit of upper body. I can do hanging stuff, chins, pulls, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just don't like going to classes and then asking the coaches to sub literally every single exercise. So (laughs) I've just been kind of doing my own thing. Um, so I'm really hoping, really, really hoping that another month or two and it'll be fine. But yeah, I'm just, it's affected me a little bit. Right now I'm at like a standing desk, which leads into my next update. I've almost completely packed up my office um, because I am moving to Brisbane in kind of like gradually over the next two months, six weeks, I guess. Because I've had so many experiences of moving where I'm like, oh, it won't take that long, won't take that long. And then in the last week, you're just bombarded with all of this stuff to do. So it's about six weeks out left on the on the lease. And I've already completely cleared out the office. I've just got like the furniture here. I've got some things that I'm going to sell in here, which is the furniture and like I'm going to sell my monitor because I want to get a new Mac one anyway, Um, but like maybe in a year. And at my friend's place where I'm moving in, there's no room for me to have my own office anyway, so I would have to just store it somewhere. So I'm just like, whatever, if if I want a new one anyway and there's nowhere for me to store it, I may as well sell it. Um, So I'm selling almost everything I own, which feels so good it feels like I'm just culling my life it's like it's so weird literally the day it was yesterday where we did the majority of the work like throwing things out putting things on marketplace just literally cleaning everything I just felt this huge like pressure off me this huge release and I was just like fuck this is the best decision (laughs) like this is just what needs to happen right now um, cause I was like, umming, umming and ahhing about Gold Coast, Brisbane, like didn't really know what to do. And then talking to Annie and like, it helps both of us, helps me save rent, helps her, like my best friend make, like save some more money as well. Like why not? Um, but even after committing to that, I was like, mm, is it right? Should I do it? And I just know like, it's another turning point and it's going to be so good for me. So I'm really, really excited. Um, yeah, so in my in my office now is just all the stuff I'm going to sell. I've had the um, shelving units. I had all the puzzles and stuff on it and I've packed up all the puzzles in boxes. They're all in the garage. So the shelving – and I re- removed one of the shelving units and the other one is just still in here and it has like very – it's super easy to adjust. So I just adjusted one of the shelves to like standing height and now I have a standing desk, which is great for my back. That's what the Ostia recommended as well. Um, and I'm actually, I'm really enjoying it. So I might try and find a way to make this possible, um, when I move into Brisbane as well. Um, so that's those updates. I've sold a bunch of like the living room furniture as well. I think, I think I'm going to have to sell my bed, which makes me really upset because I do love it. I really, really love it. It's like, it's worth a lot and it's only a couple years old. It's a super king, so it's massive and it's just like the most comfy bed. 
So I'll see if maybe I can store it somewhere or something. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at in packing up my life. Um, Next update, what the fuck's going on in the dating scene? Like, seriously, I didn't realise it was this hard. (laughs) I keep talking to people and they're like, yep, that happens. I'm like, are you serious? Like... I, because I've been overseas for a while and then I've had boyfriends kind of sporadically and I haven't been single for more than I would say maybe six to eight months at any time. And even during those periods, I've never really like, and I'm still not really looking for anything. Um, But now that I'm having a bit more allowing a bit more time for like my personal life and trying to really find balance within work and and all of that I have been dating a little more and it's just it's crazy what the fuck anyway um I'm not really sure what else to say on that but um heart goes out to anyone else (laughs) who's attempting dating because yeah it's rough it is rough um recommendations I've been listening to I mean I have I've subscribed like I'm following so many podcasts and I find myself repeatedly looking and listening to these ones um the first one is the toast uh that's pretty massive one based in the states pop culture that kind of stuff it's just like easy listening um vile files which is Nick Vile I'm reading his book at the moment it's like dating, pop culture, that kind of stuff, which is really um, easy listening as well, interesting, good to get different perspectives on situations and crying in public, which is one that I I can't even remember how I stumbled across this, maybe even on TikTok, but it's two young girls who met in college and like this one, I like some episodes, I don't like others, I mean, it's like most podcasts, you just need to pick and choose the episodes, but I have been really enjoying that one too. There we go. So I'm going to give you the Europe rundown now. Um, first of all, when you're traveling for a photography trip or like a job, um, I have everything in my Pelican case. It is the, let me just check what it's called. It's the Pelican Air One. Yep, that's it. Um, And that's like a carry-on size. So it's like officially approved to be a carry-on. But in saying that, you have to be really cautious of the weight, which I've only had it questioned twice in my life and I've taken it overseas, I think four times now and interstate, gosh, I don't know, 10 times. And I've only had it questioned twice on international trips. Um, The time where it got questioned here was in um, Milan airport and I was flying back home. And they were like, oh, it's way over because I think it's I think it's 14 kilos. Um, And that's with me limiting what I brought. So I really, I took out two lenses, left them at home because one of them, my 85 Sigma is really heavy. Um, And I don't, I just find myself not really reaching for it. And then I didn't bring my 14 mil Sony, which isn't that heavy, but it's like one that 
I just rarely, I don't really use it that much. It's super, super wide. It's only used if you have really tight spaces. And I knew that where I was going were pretty open spaces. So I just didn't bring that one. Um, And then I took out anything that I just knew I wouldn't use. I had some like ND filters for video, which I wasn't doing. Um, Yeah, just random stuff that I knew took up weight and I wasn't really going to need. So I took all of that out to bring the weight down, but it was still, I think, just under 14 kilos. So then what I had to do is put all the flashes and anything else that wasn't – like I'm never putting a lens or my camera in a check-in. Hell no. Um, but like flashes and things like that, sure, I can I can do that. So she just worked with me. She was like, look, if you can get it to 10 or 11, like I'll, I'll work with you there. Um, but I was just super nice to her and like you're never going to get your way if you argue. So <laughs> it was just super nice and she was like, yeah, that's okay, that's okay. Um, so what I did bring was my 35 because I always have that on one of the cameras pretty much the entire way through a wedding. I brought my 51.2 and I brought my 70 to 200. And they're the three that I just lately have found I'm constantly rotating between. I really want to get a 24 to 70. And then I reckon I probably would just bring the 24 to 70 and the 70 200 because that covers everything. You lose the opportunity to get like super blurry background booky stuff. But I'm like, do I need that? feel like I was really into that when I first started photography and now I'm all about the crispiness anyway so I don't really mind um and then if you're at night you've got the flash on anyway so you don't need really need to be wide open at any stage um and okay where am I at okay so before I left I had as I was saying when I hurt my back I had a really hectic week so I had two weddings in a row here um, just outside the Gold Coast before I left. And I literally went um, from one from the last wedding on the 12th. I finished at 8.30. I went and saw a friend and then went straight to the airport um, to catch my flight overseas. So my flight was at like 2.50 a.m. So it was just a hectic couple of days, back-to-back weddings. Um, I'm having to deliver their sneak peeks amongst this too. And then flying overseas, straight landing in, um, I landed in Athens, connected straight to Santorini. And then I got into the hotel that I got there um, at like midnight. And that was just for one night. So I woke up, had a pretty easy morning, got the ferry over to Eos where the first wedding was. And that wedding was on the next day. So I always try to leave at least a day between when I'm arriving and when the actual wedding is, just in case, like, say, my flight to Santorini was delayed a day, then I can still technically make it. Um, so then they had the they had an event on the first night anyway, and I was kind of, like, guest photographer at this wedding. So I was, like, dressed up but had the camera on me, and it was kind of, like, relaxed. It was just really fun. Um, and then the next morning we had a pretty chill morning too. And then it was like the big wedding day. So that was a big, big day of shooting. So much fun though. Um, just had an absolute blast in this venue in Greece. It's called Cycladic Gem in Eos. And it was just so stunning. So, so stunning. Um, I think that was the first wedding where I've actually done drone footage at the same time. Because I was just, I just, I can't, I can't pass up this opportunity. You've got like a cliffside Greek wedding 
and yet stressful and yet loud and yes it was windy but I was like I don't give a fuck this drone is going up there and I'm getting this content I'm super glad I did that um I think I've just shared a couple of those drone shots one of the like overhead of the venue and the reception table and one of the actual cliffside and the venue from far away on my Jack Lee weddings page and yeah I'm just I'm in love with that and I did the same thing in the wedding at in Tuscany just to get that scenery really pulled back and I don't know why I never did this before but I'm going to add that as an add-on to wedding um, packages. So if you really want drone stuff, you can get that. And if there's any like hectic venues that I'm booked for, I'm just going to do it because it's so good as well within the grid to have some of those really pulled back images. That's what I really struggled with was creating an aesthetic grid without those really pulled back images because I just find it needs to be balanced between like the detail shots, the mid shots and super, super distant, which is hard to get on a wedding day when everything's so close. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that a bit more. Um, also with packing, I had to really consider things going wrong. So, like, I brought two flashes in case one didn't work. But it actually worked out really well because I had two camera bodies and usually when it gets to the reception time, I'll just stay on one. Um, but I was like... I've got two flashes. I don't need to stay on one camera. So I had two flashes, two cameras going. um, And it was just a lot easier because usually I just stick with one and there'll be, it won't happen a lot, but there'll just be a situation where I'm like, I'm too close to use this camera with this flash. And I used to like just make do or like have to pull back or just take some time to set it up. Whereas now with the two, I can just be like, got it, got it. Um, So after that wedding... We were up pretty late. I think it was like 3 a.m. by the time I went to bed. And I didn't even tell anyone I was going to bed because I was like, I don't want to be that person that's like, hi, I'm going when like they want to keep partying. And I was just like, you know what, I'll just disappear. They'll never know. And I need to get to bed anyway because the next day I had to get up. And before I even saw anyone else, I was out of there. They were all still sleeping. Um, I actually got up, went for a little walk, had a swim um, and then had to head off to the airport in Santorini because we had to get the ferry. We, I had to get the ferry, EOS Santorini, taxi to the airport, wait there and then my flight was delayed to Frankfurt because it's really, it's actually really hard to get flights in and out of Santorini to specific locations. Um, and I needed to go to Florence, which if you don't know on a map, if you fly from Santorini to Frankfurt and then to Florence, you're basically going twice the distance to come right back. Like <laughs> it's absurd, but that's the only way I could do it. But because this flight was delayed, um, it was like, I had 15 minutes to make my connection in Frankfurt to Florence. And <laughs> when they when we were landing, they announced, they were like, oh, we know some of you have gates to connect to, so we're going to drop you really close to where you need to connect to. And I was, I'm thinking, like, how do you know that we were going to be super close to everyone's gate? But I was like, whatever, sweet, thanks. Um, so we land and I'm looking on my phone at the gate that I need to get to and I'm like sick it is it's really close it's right here and then we do that thing where we just drive around the tarmac for like 20 minutes and we (laughs) 
backed up in a complete another terminal um, and I have to book it. Like I'm sprinting in this airport and Frankfurt Airport is like messed up. I'm going upstairs, downstairs, along the conveyor belt. Like I'm just sprinting everywhere. And in the end, it's right back where we landed in the first place. So I make it, I'm sweating, but I just make it. And I'm on the plane, I'm looking because I put air tags in my bags. I'm looking at my air tags and I'm like, perfect. My bag is like, it says it's in the same location. It must have made it sweet. And I'm like, okay, this is all going to plan. And then we land and I turn my phone back on and the air tag updates and it's still exactly where it was when we left. And I told my second shooter about this and she flies, um, like she's getting her pilot's license and she was like, yeah, it's because they they weigh all the bags up and then if something doesn't match, I'm explaining this really badly, but if something doesn't match the weight that they've calculated, then they just won't put on the last bags to make it. And obviously since my bag was the last connecting flight to make it for this flight, they would have just been like, nah, leave those bags. So I land, bag's not there. And this is at like, I land at m- around midnight and I've booked a car to take me to where the venue is about half an hour away where I've got the hotel and everything waiting. So I haven't got my bag. A bunch of other people haven't got their bags. So we're lining up to file this um, lost bag report. By the time I do that, I go outside and I'm like, where the hell is the car rental place? And then I go back in and ask like, where is this place? And she's like, oh, there's a shuttle. It comes every 15 minutes. And I go back outside again and another 10 minutes goes by and then there's a shuttle. And at this stage, it's like quarter, no, not even 12.30. So then I finally get off the shuttle in the car rental place. Um, Car rental place is closed. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? So then I'm like, okay, so I can't get a car. Uh, I don't have my bag anyway. So I should may as well just stay here, come back tomorrow, hopefully my bag's here, get the car, and then I can head off. Which again, this is why those days between, um, those buffer days between the wedding and when you actually arrive are so important. Because if this was, if the next day was the wedding, I would have some issues. (laughs) Um, So then I start looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, where can I get a cab? Can't get a cab where this car rental place is. I tried to call two different cab companies and they literally laughed at me and they were like, why are you getting a cab there? So then I had to wait for the shuttle 15 minutes again for the shuttle to come back to take me back to the airport where the cabs were. Luckily I had this legend Tesla cab driver who was like, oh, you should like, and I was like, I need food too. And he was like, well, everything's closing. Um, but there's this one random like stall that's open till three and it was right next to like a continent, like a, I don't know, some hotel with like a 24 hour desk, which I also needed. So then I went, got some food, checked into the hotel, slept, had a shower, slept, and then had to wake up and put like the same dirty clothes that I was sprinting through the airport in the night before. And then I had some brekkie and by that stage I looked at my phone and I could see that the air tag was moving. So I was like, sweet, it's coming, like it's coming to Florence, I can see. So by the time I get my shit together, get back to the airport, get the car, maybe the bag will be there. 
Um, so I did exactly that. I picked up the car and then the, the chick, when I picked up the car was mad at me. She was like, my, my colleague waited here for half an hour for you until midnight last night. And I was like, you have no fucking idea the ordeal I've been through. Um, so I was just like, yeah, I lost my bag. I couldn't make it. The shuttle was late and yeah, just couldn't make it. So sorry about that. So she gave me the car, I went back to the airport and then I went to get my bag and the lady was like, it's not here. And I was like, it literally is. And I showed her my AirTag thing. I was like, it is here. Like it's on the tarmac. I can, I can see. And she was like, oh no, it needs time to be processed, come through customs, like wait an hour. So I went and I was like, fine, I'll just go get a coffee. <laughs> then I sit down and I start doing like the sneak peeks and stuff from the last wedding. And I go to get a coffee and I just asked for an iced latte. <laughs> and I had like the most confused look in the world. And I was like, it's literally on your menu. Like it says iced latte. Um, so then I had to kind of walk her through it. I was like, yep, just coffee, shot of coffee in a cup, ice milk. Um, so she did that, but she did one shot and she put it in the largest cup I've ever seen in my life and filled it to the brim with milk. <laughs> I was like, okay, can I have one more espresso? And she was like, yeah, but you've paid for this and now you need this. So no. And I was like, I don't care. I'll pay for it. So then I had to pay for an entire new coffee just to get one extra espresso shot poured in, which took her, I'm not even exaggerating, five minutes to pour it in because she was talking to a colleague. So I was like, sick. This day is going amazingly. Um, it was actually pretty good though. <laughs> At least there was a tiny win. So I finished the sneak peek, um, went back to the chick who said my bag wasn't there. And I was like, I know it's here. And then she was like, okay, we'll go around the back of the building. And it was literally a fucking scavenger hunt. She sent me that. She showed me this photo and she was like, look for this door. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to walk around the outside of this airport and look for this door. Sick. So after about 10 minutes, I find the mystery door and I press the button and then they were like, okay, you need to wait five minutes out there. I was like, okay, waiting. And then they let me in and you literally have to go through security again. And they brought me out to the back of the tarmac and they're just like looking around <laughs> It's just me and this one other chick <laughs> looking for a bag. And then they bring us back in like when you when you land and you come off the plane and then you walk on the tarmac to come th in through baggage claim. That's where we went. So we went in through baggage claim again and they brought us into lost property and they were just like, okay, just look for your bags. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? There's hundreds of bags in here. We're looking around. I can't see it, can't see it, can't see it. Um and then he was like, oh, we'll come out here. Maybe it's just come through customs. So we come out and um, literally as we walk out, I can see it coming around the conveyor belt. And I'm like, yes, it's right there. So I grab it, um, walk through customs again, get back out, back to the car. And I drive to pick up my second shooter who was in the city. And then we drive out to the venue where we had a hotel and we still had like this day wasn't any of the events. It was a, a two day, like we were shooting two of the days. I think there were four days in total for the um, wedding party. Um, but we had that afternoon to like have some pasta, have a wine, just like decompress after all of that stress, which I really needed. 
Um, and then the next day we had the uh, we had like the Sanjeet, it's called, because it was an Indian wedding. And they wanted to do their couple's photos before that um, instead of like on the actual wedding day. And it was like very – it was basically like an engagement shoot would be here. So it was like nice clothes but like casual – wasn't like a big gown, you know. Um, so I was obviously happy with that. Like mm. the client gets whatever they want. But there was a tiny little bit of me that it was like, oh, I've got my first wedding in Tuscany and like there's no wedding dress. Um, so that was like kind of a tiny bummer. But you just got to do what the client wants, obviously. Um, and so that there wasn't any sort of um, portrait session on the actual wedding day. Um, they were obviously in their like Indian clothes, um, the sari and on the, on the actual wedding day. And then after that ceremony, she changed into just like a beautiful gold dress. Um, but again, not a wedding dress, which is fine. It's just, it was the mental, like the mental anguish of knowing that I don't get that iconic white wedding dress photo from the wedding in Tuscany to then like advertise and get more clients with but it's it was whatever it, I had to I had to really detach from that idea and know that you know I got amazing ones in Greece and I'm sure I can still advertise with these photos they're like incredible anyway I'm literally halfway through editing it right now um but yeah I just I really had to like take a take a little moment to put that into perspective that it's not that big of a deal um, the wedding day itself was really stressful. Um, it was literally like a sitcom. <laughs> the, the actual, so we like kind of walked through what would go on in the Indian ceremony and like, I'm, I'm a candid photographer in for the most part in a wedding, except for the portrait session. And even then I do things to make it quite candid and this wedding was just something else. Like I asked her at the very start of the ceremony because I noticed a lot of phones out like in front of me. I was like, do you want phones out? Do you want me to say something? Like, you know, whatever she wants goes. But she was just like, it's not going to happen. Like people are going to have their phones out no matter what. And I very quickly understood what she meant. <laughs> so on, the, at, on like the stage thing, because it's a big square raised square where their ceremony is and there had to be about 15 people standing on this thing and all of the photos that I'd seen the reference photos they'd sent blah 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 it's like three people on that maybe five at any time max but this had 15 people on it all with phones out filming every single direction everyone telling me to go somewhere else get a different angle blah 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 it is 40 degrees I'm not even kidding I, I'm literally almost fainted. My second shooter had to get, go get me a water. And I grabbed this plastic water bottle and literally smashed it with my hand and inhaled the whole bottle in about four seconds. And then my second shooter got lit on fire by a candle. Again, I shit you not, this actually happened literally up in flames. She had to like pat her dress down, get it all off. Like this ceremony was mental and it went for two hours. Um, like it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was just like 
constantly having to think and move and like pivot and just take advantage of opportunities and like not get bummed when there was a camera like a phone right in front of my face blocking a photo like there was just so much going on it was very overwhelming and as soon as the ceremony was over (laughs) the wedding planner went and got me an Aperol spritz me and my Aquila, the second shooter because she was like you guys need a drink (laughs) it was just so insane um but again amazing and then the reception set up for this for this wedding was batshit crazy like so so beautiful it was so I don't even know how to describe it It was just overwhelming um and I I have some videos up on my Instagram that show it if you want to see but it was yeah I have never seen anything like it it's it was literally it needs to be in vogue that's all I can say it's it's just what you picture a huge budget Tuscan wedding to look like it was just incredible. Um, so I'm really excited. I haven't even looked at those photos yet. I haven't got to that point. I've like culled them, but I haven't edited those yet. I'm just so excited to get this content out there. It's amazing. Um, so then after that, I finished, I think, at 1 a.m. or maybe midnight on that wedding night. Um and went back the next day we woke up I did some photos for Akila she's a model as well she's actually been on the pod before um we took some in like around the hotel around the property took some photos and then I dropped her off at her hotel in Florence and then I went to my family holiday which was a week in a villa in Tuscany um that my mum had picked out and organized for like my whole family, my siblings, um, brother-in-law, nephew, um, and like uncles, aunties, like a whole bunch of us, which was so, so fun. We had like wine tastings and cooking classes and we had chefs come to the house and it was just like once of a lifetime kind of trip. Um, some of the best memories of my life, like so much fun, uh, and we hadn't traveled as a family because we, my brother and sister and I all studied in the States. So we hadn't done like a family holiday, I reckon in about 15 years, like a very long time. So it was super, super special to be there with all of them. Um, what else? Then we came back. Um, that's when my back was kind of shitty and I was like, I'm never flying economy again. So I'm really trying to play the point system at the moment and st- pick an airline and stick to it to try and get like upgrades and all of that kind of jazz because it's just it's just not pleasant is it it's really not I know that's kind of like first world problems but it just it just sucks I'm sorry it sucks um so I got back and then I was straight back into two more weddings here so it was like full swing into it amidst like then doing the other sneak peeks and um yeah just a lot a lot to get through and now it is quiet as hell which is always the way with these kinds of businesses it's like hectic 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 and you're just like kind of keeping up with things day to day by day and then it just hits this point where you look at the calendar and you're like shit I've got nothing in there so Things I'm now doing 
now that it is quiet is obviously I've still got a lot of editing to get through. Um, I've got two, the two European weddings to edit and then two weddings here. Um, in the last week I finished the two weddings that I shot before I left. So I'm a good chunk through, um, the wedding backup, I guess. But then I've still got a bunch of commercial jobs I need to edit. Um, so that's kind of first on the agenda. Um, other things I'll do when things are quiet and I've kind of got through the bulk of editing is, um, cleaning up my space, which when you're super, super busy, it's so easy for things to just like pile up quite literally and for your office space to get messy. And when my office space is messy, my head is messy. So cleaning all of that up, which actually went really well with the whole packing up and moving situation, because now that my office is bare bones and super clean, I feel like refreshed. Um, So that's one thing. The next thing is cleaning out my gear. So making sure that all of the cards, I mean, right now I have a huge stack of cards because I won't wipe them until the weddings are delivered. Um, But as soon as they're edited, I can wipe every single card and pack them away so I know exactly where my empty cards are. Um, Clean all my gear as I get back, like making sure my bags are nice and neat because that can get out of control as well. Um, when you don't have time to do those kinds of things in between. Um, and then, so clean up my space, clean up my gear, then clean out my mind. So write down all the tasks I need to do. Um, I've told you guys this before. I do like a three part to do list, one quick task, one, um, like medium tasks and one like projects that take, you know, over an hour. And then I know when I sit down in the office, I have, say I have five hours, okay, I can get this big project done. Or if I have an hour and a half, I can get these two smaller projects done. Or if I have only half an hour between this and like another meeting, then I can do these three short tasks. So that just makes sure that I'm like my list of priorities are out there, that I'm using the time well, because if I sit down to do a big project and I only do 30 minutes, like it's not really a good use of my time in a way I would rather start a big project when I have a bigger chunk of time to get through a bulk of it um so that's how I get like really clear on what I want to do when I'm not like overwhelmed with all of the tasks um then everything else that I need to do when the business is quiet is upkeep socials so I can actually look back on the insights and everything and see what's working what's not and adjust from there so really keeping up to date with everything on there, making sure my marketing's on point. If I need to do any ads, figure that out, who I'm going to target for where, where, for, uh, eh, for where and when. Um, website updates. Um, as I said in the last one, like my work is changing really quickly, which is really good. Like I can see it improving a lot, but that means things like my website get out of date really quickly as well. So this is a great time to update those. Um, I'm doing some blogs and things like that to try and improve my SEO, which is another thing I'm working on and another thing that I can come back to when things are really quiet. TikTok, I'm back on there. Come say hey for a laugh and a half. Um, Keeping an eye on expenses is really important during this quieter time too. Um, So I don't want to be spending money on things that I don't necessarily have to, don't need to. And if it's not benefiting my business, it's not going to be an expense. 
Um, I will outreach to regular clients that I have in the sunny coast, Gold Coast, Brisbane, anything. Um, people that I know have come back to me time and time again just to be like, hey, do you need anything? And like three out of ten will be like, actually, yeah. So that's a good a good thing to do when things are really quiet just to be a little more proactive with how you're getting your leads Um, and then just using the time for what I need. So as I'm trying to like find more balance in my life and like, yes, do really well in business, but actually have the time for myself, my friends, me time, gym, dating, moving, like it's a really good time to assess that balance And when you have the time, use it because there will come other times again where things are hectic as hell and you can't go out for like a dinner date. So um, I'm really just doing all of those things to keep happy and healthy and on top of life. Um, Wow, that went for longer than I thought. So that's going to be it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this little update. If you have any questions at all about... um, international weddings international work the europe trip in general anything else you can hit me on instagram at it's jack lee um and thank you so much i love you all and i'll chat to you next time